Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Chad Ashby's with us, pastor of College Street Baptist Church in Newberry, South Carolina, where he lives with his wife and kids. He blogs at Aftermath, and you can follow him on Twitter because he's asking a question perhaps you're asking, too. How do I know if I'm wasting my life? Chad, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me. Chad, are you wasting your life? <laughs> I I hope not. Mm-hmm. Uh but sometimes, you know, it can feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had those moments of existential dread. I'm sitting in rush hour traffic or I'm about to fall asleep. And that nagging thing comes over you like, what am I doing? You, what are you doing? Right. This is a horrible thing. But That's you, right. But Chad, you know, in your piece that you write, which is a wonderful piece uh, in the Gospel Coalition website, uh, you start to talk about missionaries. Right. Because their lives are sacrificial and dramatic and they seem bigger than life but i wonder i I wonder um like jim elliott before jim elliott was murdered in the jungles i wonder if he had a thought like i'm not gonna continue on with my life uh what what was this all about why am i doing this i think it's a fair question chad right and and often with missionaries for instance like jim elliott we know about the end of his life and how um much of a crisis that was but also it's sort of this um, amazing moment where he gave gave his life for the gospel, but we don't think about all of the things along the way that prepared him for that. Mm-hmm. Things like, um, you know, he was memorizing scripture. He was training his body and, and joined the wrestling team to become a missionary one day and was a vegetarian because he wanted to be healthy for the mission field. All of these little things he was doing that at the time maybe didn't feel like that important, but it was all preparing him for something down the road. I remember reading uh, Corey Ten Boom's book, and she talks about when she first started out just, you know, growing up in Harlem, thinking that she was in this little tiny town in the Netherlands. And what is the big deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, she couldn't even imagine what her life was going to turn into and the epic nature of uh, of the place that her family would have in the resistance against the Nazis. It, but early on she could i mean there was no possible way in her reality that future was ever, would have ever fit in oh yeah well yeah, and and one of the things that i pointed out in the article is that in those seasons where we it feels things things feel really dull and same those are actually a great opportunity to uh, start cultivating spiritual disciplines things like bible reading or evangelism or prayer scripture memory things that you can start to store up that may pay dividends on down the road when things do get exciting. Now, wait, you didn't mention Netflix in there <laughs> as you were listing yeah. your spiritual disciplines. Yeah, um, you know, there, there's got to be room for a little, mm-hmm. uh, a little Netflix. But, you know, I was thinking uh, this afternoon, those times when we feel bored, often we reach for our, in our pockets yes. for our phone, right? Always, always. Well, what if, what if, what if instead you re- reached for a scripture memory card in that instance, you know? Yeah. Um, boredom often drives us to our phones or to Netflix. What if we took advantage of that and it drove us to prayer or to read our Bible or something else like that? Yeah. Chad, uh, Andy Crouch was with us, I don't know, maybe six months ago, and he was talking about his um, that little orange book 
Uh, the tech, tech, the Techwise family, oh, yeah. which can really make you feel terrible about yourself. And um, <laughs> But one of the things he said in the book, and he said it on the air, he said, creativity lies on the other side of boredom. Mm. And if you never let yourself get bored, then you never will become truly creative. And I thought, isn't that amazing? We, I mean, so many of us go through life without ever allowing our, ourselves to even get close to bored because we always have something to take our attention. What if we didn't have that thing to take our attention? We had to slip into boredom and then something amazing happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Chad, the idea of wasting your life, I think anybody, your believer or not, that's a horrible thing to face. So you talk about one of the panaceas uh, against wasting your life is to lean into holiness, to ascribe in your life to be holy. And I, and I love the idea of that because the idea of holiness uh, from a secular age, we just choose not to be holy. We run right past holy. We are, you know, bundled up in evilness. So talk about that. What does holiness look like to you and how do you lean into that? Right. Well, one of the one of the illustrations I try to use with people when I describe what holiness means is I'll talk about how in the Old Testament they had certain utensils that could only be used for the grill at the temple. You know, you can't take the tongs from the uh, from the altar in the in the temple and take it home to make burgers mm. on on the weekend. It had to stay there. It was set apart for only God's purposes. And when we think in a New Testament sense that we ourselves are set apart, we're holy for God's purposes. And one of the things Paul talks about with Timothy in his second letter is he actually speaks of Timothy in very much the same way. He says, you need to be a vessel for honorable use. You're set apart for God's purposes to be holy. And uh, I think that one of the things we say, well, I I don't want to waste my life. I want God to use me. Well, what are you doing to make yourself ready for God to use you, and really holiness is readiness. Hmm. I like that. Holiness is readiness. Right. So then how do we, how do we become holy? What, what's the book, uh, the intentionality book about the, the prayer? John, th- you mean John Piper's book? No. Duh, the, don't waste your life? No. No, about the prayer three times a day. Oh, right, right. Uh, the Common Rule. Oh, yeah. The yeah, common... that's a book John and I are currently reading, So, um, which just basically lays out they're they're not really spiritual discipline. They are kind of, but they're more just reminders. They're they're just life rules um, that help you to structure some kind of sanity in the American world, the Western world of iPhone and Netflix and screen and endless email and all those sorts of things. But the big thing I keep coming back to, Chad, is the idea of the intentionality of three times a day, morning, midday, and evening, to get down on your knees and intentionally pray. Now, you don't have to spend a half an hour down there, but I mean... I did that as a child. I have lost that practice as an adult. But there is something holy, for me at least, about being on my knees and praying to the Lord of the universe. Yeah, we um, we do a class here on spiritual disciplines, and the key verse we use, and I love the King James Version, is exercise thyself unto godliness. Hmm. And we think of exercise in modern American um, culture certainly involves some sort of discipline, but for some reason when we think about our Christian lives and we talk about being disciplined to grow in our spiritual lives, we think, oh, that's not, that's not the way we should think of it. But these things, like you said, regular prayer, daily reading of God's Word, 
certainly scripture memorization. Um, these other things are, are tools God's given us to help us grow in holiness. Mm, that's good. Okay, so how do you know if you're wasting your life? Uh, how about this? You talk about being faithful in that so you don't waste your life. W- what does faithfulness look like? How do we be faithful to eradicate the waste in our lives? Well, I think one of the things that uh, can distract us and make us feel like we're wasting our life is uh, by comparison. So you are a mom of one, and you look at a mother of five who's also running the women's ministry, who's mm-hmm. also volunteering you know, at the local homeless shelter and is doing somehow juggling all these things, and you can barely hold together a household of three. And you think, well, certainly I'm wasting my time. Look at all she's been entrusted with, and God's only given me one. And Jesus tells a parable uh, we're all familiar with, the parable of the talents. Um, the thing that Jesus says the master uh, is concerned about, though, is not the return. It's have you been faithful with what you've been given? So you didn't expect the person with one talent to return the same amount as the person with five. But have you been faithful with what you've been given? I'm, I'm pastoring here at a, a very small church here down in Newberry, South Carolina. It can be easy to think, well... <laughs> I'm wasting my life here with a, a church of 50 people, but I'm, I'm not uh, going to be judged by how many people God's entrusted to me. It's have I been faithful with the ones he's given mm-hmm. me to shepherd them well. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Chad Ashby, pastor of College Street Baptist Church, Newberry, South Carolina. Okay, what can encourage us as we wait? What can encourage us? Well, I, I think one thing is to realize Getting back to these missionaries, most of them in the moment didn't realize God was using them. Right. Now, certainly it's easy for us to see. Looking back, we're like, wow, look what God did. But, for instance, uh, a man like David Brainerd, he served as a missionary for only four years, died at 29 of tuberculosis, had labored with the Native Americans, only saw a handful of people saved, passed away. By his own account, by any account, that would be considered basically a failure. He wasted his life, right? After he passes away, Jonathan Edwards compiles his diary, publishes it. It goes on to become the most, the best-selling religious work of the 19th century. Really? And it uh, it fuels the passion of men like William Carey, John Wesley, Adoniram Judson, uh, Jim Elliott, whom we mentioned before. Um, these missionaries clung to this his diary as as an encouragement, and often it, it was one of the things God used to drive them into the mission field. So we just never know what how God may use us. Often it's only in hindsight we realize right. That's good. what God's yeah. doing. Isn't that an encouragement that God's story is so much more gigantic than we ever could imagine, right. and so much more intricate and beautiful? And, you know, our part in it, I think, is really just about surrender mm-hmm. more than it is anything I else. I think of this phrase. Someone uh, joined us years ago, and they used the phrase, I want to be wholly available, which mm. I love, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, if I follow these practices that you're talking about, Chad, about about striving to be holy, about being faithful, about being encouraged, I'll be wholly available, and then I'll be with the Lord. And, of course, the short time we have here on this earth feels like it won't be wasted at all. It'll be good. Mm. Yeah, I, I had a. I was thinking about again this idea of just the angst of I just want God to use me, and 
You know, in, in a lot of ways, we on, out of one side of our mouths, we'll say, oh, I really want God to use me. But then out of the other side of our mouth, um, we complain about the hardships in our lives. And uh, the, thing of, the thing about being used is, uh, for instance, my, my mother-in-law, the first Christmas I was in the family, she bought me a toolbox with a bunch of bright, shiny new tools in it. Nice, yeah. And uh, over the past 10 years, I've used those tools, the screwdrivers and uh, hammers. And when I first got them, they were all shiny and new. Now they're covered in paint stain and they're <laughs> dull. Well, why? Because I've used them. Yeah. And those things have been put through some abuse. Well, we say, God, I want you to use me. But when God does use us and it gets a little painful, then all of a sudden... <laughs> We're not so bright and shiny. That's right. Yeah, so we got to be ready if God's going to use us. It may be a little painful. That's fabulous. That's Chad Ashby, pastor of College Street Baptist Church in Newberry, South Carolina. We talked about his article from the Gospel Coalition website, How Can I Know If I'm Wasting My Life? Chad, my resounding uh, answer is no, you're not. <laughs> well, it's been so good to talk with you all. We have a special place in our heart for Western PA. My wife and I went to Grove City College. And what? As I said, my uh, my in-laws live in Waynesburg. Get so. out of here. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's terrific. Well, I'd say you're a Pittsburgher, Chad. All right. Yeah, well, my my kids are, are diehard Steelers fans. That's what we want to hear. Which nice. means that they're very sad and disappointed right now, but it's okay. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.